0: hello there welcome to the show it's been a couple months maybe since i've done a solo episode normally my solo episodes tend to get the least amount of listens i think that's mainly because people don't just want to listen to me ramble on about random things but that's kind of what this show is so some big relatively big events have occurred in my life my life is not very exciting so don't like think that anything crazy is going to happen but I passed my step two exam which I wasn't necessarily worried about passing it but you know there's always the thought in your mind that when you take a test that you could fail especially since it takes two weeks or it took two weeks to get my results back but so since I am done with that test my next test will be roughly in a year and a half to two years from now which is really exciting Because like most people, taking tests isn't something that I do for fun. And the fact that I only have to take a few more tests, I think I'll continue or I'll have to continue to take tests being in medicine in order to stay licensed. So I'll probably take a little bit more tests than your average person, but I'm almost done. I only have like two major ones, I think, maybe three major ones in the future. Because I have not had studying to occupy my time, I have been playing a variety of video games, and it's got me thinking about why I play video games and what kind of video games I like to play. I came to this realization a couple years ago that my taste in games has changed, which most people would probably think is obvious. Our tastes change in a lot of things. But you kind of always assume that things are the same. You know, you like the same thing. But when you look back and you look at the types of things that you've done, you might realize that you've had a slight shift in the types of things that you like to do, whether or not it's types of foods you like to eat or different type of sports ball games that you like to play. I feel like sports ball people, this might be offensive to those people who like sports ball, but they have uga Booga Brain, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with uga Booga Brain but sports ball people can just get so focused on sports ball that all they do is sports ball, and so in their mind, it's just sports ball, sports ball, sports ball. I don't really know where I'm going with this. Maybe the fact that sports ball games don't generally change that much. So In the last 40 years of the NFL, I know that they've had slight rule changes, but overall, I think the game is the same and people continue to watch, which is fine. You know, the Romans had their gladiators. We have our sports ball players. Bread and circuses, that's all you need to keep people happy. Now, the circuses in my case are not sports ball games. They generally revolve around video games, which, you know, you can make fun of me. You can call me skinny because that is a fact. That would not be offensive. That would just be a truth. You can call me a nerd. I will accept the mantle of nerd gratefully and say thank you for bequeathing me with this honorable title. Now, if you have listened to any of my episodes, it is very clear from my nasally voice and the majority of topics on my show that I am a nerd and that I like to talk about nerdy things. After this long-winded introduction where I both made fun of myself and sports ball lovers, I will get to the point of the episode where I'm going to talk about how my preference for different video games has changed over the years. Now, I think I talked about in one of my previous, I think it was my first episode. It might have been my second, or I guess it wasn't my first episode. It was like my second or third episode. I talked about my first console was a PlayStation 1. Now, depending on your foreknowledge of the PlayStation 1's vast library, the games that I played really didn't match with that what people look at the PlayStation 1 as being. I think the PlayStation 1 is sort of looked at as a really big RPG console because you had a lot of the Final Fantasies, and then get Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9. You had Final Fantasy Tactics. You had a bunch of like Xenogears Gears games, all these Japanese games that I never played. Um, but what I played was platformers and. Madden 2001 with Dante Culpepper on the front. I definitely have mentioned that previously. Um, Crash Bandicoot played 1, 2, and 3. Crash Team Racing. So people had you know, Mario Kart. We had Crash Team Racing. People had Mario Party. We had Crash Bash, which really wasn't that good of a game uh, in retrospect. I probably should go play that again. I think I have it somewhere. In PlayStation, My PlayStation 3 does play PlayStation 1 games. It's super weird. The PlayStation 3 plays PlayStation 1 games, but it doesn't play PlayStation 2 games. I don't know why they did that. I mean, obviously, it has something to do with costs. I know the original PlayStation 3 could play PlayStation 2 games, but I'm getting way off topic. Now, I was watching a video the other day, and he was talking about his view of video games as a child, and the perfect description that he gave was that when he was a child, he had trash brain. And Trash Brain cannot understand what a good game is versus what a bad game is. Now, there are millions and millions and millions of people out there who are in their 20s and their 30s, and they continue to have Trash Brain and play bad games and buy games that are garbage. But I am not those people. I cannot control what those people do. The only thing I can say is, please don't have Trash Brain and play good games. When I got into the PlayStation 2 era, I had this unknowing obsession with movie games, which honestly though, back in the day, and I say that like I'm 75 years old, but I'm not. Back in the day, they actually made some pretty legit movie games. Lord of the Rings Return of the King, Spider-Man 2, the incredible's they had a they had an incredible's game that i loved now going back and playing it i don't know if it's terrible i could have i did have trash brain back then so i played a lot of madden you know i guess i am a sports ball guy a little tiny 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 bit of my brain is sports ball but i did play a lot of madden i had madden 5 and 6 and 8 and then my little brother smashed madden no Madden 06 with a wooden sword. I still do not know why. Reed, if you are listening to this, please let me know why you smashed that. And if you remember, man, I was so mad because it had Donovan McNabb on the front and he was the Eagles quarterback at the time. And I never got a new one. I don't think I did. I might have. Now, it is worth mentioning that my parents would not allow me to play M-rated games until I was 17, which is reasonable. I think that's a reasonable thing to have for your children. Um, that's why they have the rating system. Now, I also think that back in the day, the rating system was really, I think there were M games out there that really weren't M maybe in the language department because now you play some T-rated games and it's like they curse a ton and it just there's tons of violence which you know I don't have anything wrong with violence you know violent video games are the best they're the the most fun ones but you know instead of Grand Theft Auto I played Spider-Man which was its own type of Grand Theft Auto you know you have the same type of open world and instead of committing crimes you were stopping crimes I also forgot to mention that in between the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2 my uncle got my sister and I, a Game Boy Advanced, and he got us Treasure Planet, um, which is an actually a pretty fun game. Now, it does utilize the password system, which seemed kind of outdated for like the early 2000s. I mean, it's it's not like we couldn't save, but anyway, and then he got me Metroid Fusion, which I probably could do a whole episode on Metroid Fusion in itself, because that is a fantastic game, and I have beat that Countless times me and my dad would play it and we'd switch on and off and when I first got it the first boss We had no idea how to beat it and it took us forever to figure it out And then uh, me and my dad would trade back and forth to to kind of make our way through the game I remember sometimes he would play at night like when I was sleeping and then I'd wake up in the morning and he'd be like Oh, I got to this boss or oh, I beat this Um, Eventually we beat it and then after I got older. I played it a bunch more Anyway tangents off that so I had PlayStation 1 Game Boy Advance, PlayStation 2, and then the next console I got was a Nintendo Wii. Now, you might say that the Nintendo Wii is kind of a lame console, and you're right because it's not like the most hardcore console, but, and this is a big, giant, humongous butt like BMI 90, it had backwards compatibility for the GameCube with its own GameCube ports on the top, and it had the virtual console where you could download or buy um, n- Nintendo 64 games and SNES games and S- NES games, I think. There probably was some more on there, but I didn't play too many of like the super old ones. Um, previously, my dad had gotten me A Link to the Past or the Game Boy Advanced, which to this day, I know it's cliche, this is a huge cliche, But The Link to the Past is probably my favorite video game. And I played it 10 to 15 years after it came out. Because one, it didn't come out on the Game Boy Advance first. It was ported to the Game Boy Advance like 10 years after it came out. And I couldn't even beat it until I was 12 or 13 because of my trash brain. The reason why I mentioned that is because I liked Zelda, but when I got the Wii, the first game I got or one of the first games I got for Christmas was Twilight Princess, which is a GameCube and Wii game. I got the Wii version and I really enjoy that game. I know some people don't like it, but I think it generally has a good um, reception, especially among Zelda fans. So then I started going back and playing all of the Zelda games. So I went back and played The Wind Waker, which I got for GameCube and because the Wii was backwards compatible, I could play it on that. I went to the Virtual Console and bought Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and I played both of those. And then there was a couple other ones that I played, I can't think of them in the middle. I played all the DS ones, which people hate on the DS games. I loved Phantom Hourglass. I think I got a DS somewhere in between the PlayStation 2 and the Wii. I don't have like a timeline written out, but it's coming together slowly as I think about it. So it was quite a feat. In my opinion, for me to go back and play these old Nintendo 64 games because they were ancient, you know, in comparison to what I had known, they were older than my PlayStation 2 games. You know, these were earlier than a lot of the PlayStation 1 games I'd played like Ocarina at time count in 1998, I think, and all the Crash Bandicoot came- games came out around then or after. So, but I I really enjoyed them. It was I wish I had played them when they came out, but obviously I didn't have a Nintendo sixty four. Obviously, I had garbage trash brain for a five year old, so like I couldn't you know go research games. I don't even think the internet was that big of a thing when I was what five. It existed, but no one used it for anything exciting other than like typing numbers into an Excel document, which honestly is what I spent the last like two hours doing today for residency research, and it's like the most boring thing ever where i go find a program and i'm like oh like what how many applicants did they have last year and then i type it in and i'm like oh uh what what is the average salary of a first year resident which let me tell you the depending on the city the salaries can be completely different i mean we're not talking a ton of money here you work a ton and you don't make that much but that's the point but i didn't realize that the residency salaries can vary so much anyway i'm getting lost what was i talking about zelda so i played ocarina of time majora's mask which I probably should go back and play these two. Um, I know that Ocarina of Time had a 3D remake. I think Reed has it, actually. I should get that from him. Um, And then they did make a Majora's Mask remake, but I've heard not so great things about it. I could go get my Wii and play Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on that. I remember when I got... Ocarina of Time. No, I'm sorry, Majora's Mask. I had a GameCube controller, but of course like all GameCube controllers, the analog stick broke, so I could only run if I pointed it to the left, so in order to to run I had to do this like zigzag thing where I'd run back and forth. Eventually I broke down and got another controller, but for the first major portion of the game I was attempting to play with a broken controller I did I did the same with Wind Waker too remember there's this part in the beginning where you have to swing on these ropes and it was just absolutely impossible to do it with the broken controller anyway the Wii introduced me to Smash Bros, which, yes, Smash Bros. Brawl is probably the worst game in my opinion, but I didn't know that. So when I got it, I loved it, and it wasn't until I played Melee that I realized how slow it was. Now people argue that, you know, Brawl is still good, but whatever. I, I don't like Brawl as a competitive Um, fighting game not that I'm Mr. Big competitive fighting person I mean I can't beat anyone except my friends and I can't even beat them half the time but Melee is just a much more fun game in my opinion but it did introduce me to Melee and it did give me a good enough skill set so that when I went and played Melee for the first time in college I could kind of hold my own because I knew like basically how Smash worked Um, and the big thing that the Nintendo Wii introduced to me was Monster Hunter I saw you know ads work Natalie and I were talking about something. She listens to all these podcasts, and she's like, you know, these advertisements that they do really work, they really make me think about, oh, do I need this? But I saw a trailer for Monster Hunter Try and I said, this game looks cool. Because the we didn't have a lot of super mature games like obviously Twilight Princess was somewhat mature um but you know Nintendo's a little bit more kid friendly they still made a ton of amazing games on the Wii don't get me wrong the Wii is a great console the Mario games Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 New Super Mario Bros I mean there's just so many like classic Donkey Kong Donkey Kong Country Returns that was another great one I just have a box upstairs that has Metroid Prime Corruption oh I also have to mention that I did play Metroid Prime which was originally for the GameCube but I was uh, able to play that on my Wii so the Wii did really sort of change the direction of my or not the direction but the span of my gaming library. Interestingly now this is just a side note I probably should just name this podcast side note if anyone gets this far. Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion the one that I had for the Game Boy Advance came out in the same year which is just weird to me and I think they're making a Metroid Fusion sequel that's coming out on the Switch in like a month Anyway, so Monster Hunter, I saw the trailer and I said, this game looks really fun. It looks complicated. It looks like an adult game. You know, I was 13 or 14 at the time, so I I didn't want to play, like, these goofy kid games because, you know, everyone was, like, playing Halo and stuff, and I wasn't because I couldn't play M games, but... Monster Hunter looked great and I got it, and I was sort of, it blew my mind with how complicated it was compared to all the other games that I had played or how much there was in the game. And I put around 400 hours in that game over the span of a couple years. So Monster Hunter definitely opened my mind to more complex games. I ended up buying a PSP later on so that I could play Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, which was the one that came before Monster Hunter Try. Much more difficult than Try, and much bigger than Try. Like there was a lot more monsters, a lot more um, weapons and armor, and I think that monster hunter Tri didn't have a g rank it only had low rank and high rank whereas monster hunter freedom unite had a g rank and i couldn't even get to g rank because it was too hard and i didn't have anyone to play with i also ended up getting and this is when you get into like you know i know i'm a nerd i read fantasy books all my life i'm like 110 pounds and i'm 26 years old so yes my voice is really nasally i wear glasses i'm a huge nerd like there's there's no doubt about that You know, I do nerdy things like I built my own computer, which honestly is just Legos for adults. It sounds way more complicated than it actually is. But one of the nerdiest things that I have ever, ever done is I bought Monster Hunter Portable 3rd, which only came out in Japan, and I hacked my, hacked, quote, quotes, hacked. You know, it's not like I typed in the password or someone left their phone unlocked. I jailbroke, I guess you call it, my PSP and downloaded a English patch so that I could play Monster Hunter Portable 3rd and I put about 100 hours into that which I would say was definitely worth it but that was probably the highlight of my nerdiness level and probably the furthest I would ever go to play a video game. I'm not like a weeaboo or anything. I mean I really like Japanese games but I don't have like Japanese plushies hanging around my house. I'm, I'm not kind of one of those people. You know you do that if you want. I That's not for me. I, have other t- I don't have time to buy plushies on you know, import them from japan you know if you want to do that that's fine i i'm not going to do that anyway where was i psp oh and then the big thing happened i was going to college so my grandfather bought me a computer a laptop and i got one that had like a moderately okay Graphics card, you know, it wasn't like insane. It was the dedicated graphics card. So it had like the Intel processor with its graphics card on that, like the Intel 4000, which I know people that played Overwatch on like a graphics card that was just the integrated Intel 4000. But mine had like an NVIDIA. 526x something or other enough that I could play somewhat demanding games and that sort of opened up the library because at this point in my life I had only had consoles I had I had gotten a PS3 like my senior year of high school and I had a few games for that but it wasn't until I got my laptop that the span of games sort of opened up and I started to look back and learn about older games to play on PC and also to play on my older consoles. So I ended up getting Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 because I had never played those and I played them on my PS2 and I really enjoyed those even though at the time I think they were around 10 years old when I went and played them. And I didn't play the HD.7394AXCY remix that they made for the 17th time on the PlayStation 96. I played like the original Kingdom Hearts 2 on the PlayStation 2. Like I bought it from GameStop or wherever or ordered it on, you know, what is that website that we've been going to? Not not, um, Declutter, that's what it's called. Yeah, this, is, this show is not sponsored by Declutter. I wish it was, but it's like... Natalie and I have found all these TV series for $5 a TV series it's great the only problem is is that you have to have a DVD player and most people or a lot of people don't have DVD players now I have like five because they have all my PlayStations but that's beside the point anyway getting my laptop I kind of went back and played some of the older classics Um, I had played portal Two on my PlayStation 3 which was fantastic Um, but I went back and played Portal 1. I got Half-Life 2. I played through Half-Life 2. I played... um, Actually, I could just pull up my library right now. I am not opposed to playing older games. I'm not a retro gamer, but it is satisfying to go back and play a game that is definitely dated, and when you play it now, you just realize how amazing it is. I didn't mention Battlefront 2. I have that on my PC, but I played it a billion hours on playstation 2 there's a good thing that there is not a timer on that also animal crossing wild world for the ds i'm pretty sure i have enough time in that i I probably have as just much time in animal crossing wild world as i do in my childhood so that's another one shout out to animal crossing wild world anyway pc games uh let's see i went and got the orange box so half-life portal and team fortress 2 I played the first Mass Effect game um, and then the year freshman year of college, um, I kind of struggled in math because, of course, the the lingering remnants of trash brain still remain and the lingering remnant of trash brain has stuck in my math portion of my head. No, I'm not terrible at math. I just don't know a lot about math. So I had to... The only math class I had to take, or as far up as I had to go, was pre-calculus, and um, I tried to take the class in college, and it was too advanced for me, so I backed out to take college algebra, and that class was, I don't know if it was the teacher or, again, trash brain, I had to drop out of that class too, um, so I... Technically, I had clept out of, or not clept out, I don't know what the right word is. I had tested out of college algebra, so I didn't have to take that. The only course I had to take was pre-calculus. That was the only math course I had to take. So... Summer after my freshman year, what I did was I spent the entirety of the summer studying to pass this precalculus CLEP exam, which, by God's grace, I passed. But in my downtime, when I wasn't studying for precalculus, I was playing through Bioshock Infinite, which is a fun game. Not the greatest Bioshock game, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Played it on my computer with a PlayStation 3 controller. I also played Dark Souls my sophomore year, so if I ever listened to Walk the Moon's first album or... Young the Giant's first album. It reminds me of Dark Souls because when I was playing it, I was too scared because it's a pretty scary game. Um, so I had to listen to like happy music. And then my scene, or no, I'm sorry. After man, I'm just like given a complete history of my gaming tendencies. After my sophomore year, the summer of my sophomore year, I spent a whole lot of time playing Dark Souls Two, which over the course of three weeks, I watched a nine hour. This was recently, so. It was in my downtime. It was a nine hour critique of a video that was defending Dark Souls 2. Um, and I realized that there's a lot of garbage things in that game, but I enjoyed it. I think it, the main reason why I enjoyed it was just kind of the time in my life. I was like working at Walmart and I would come home at like one and then I would just go upstairs and play Dark Souls for a few hours before I'd go to sleep. And then I'd wake up at like eight and play it some more because I don't know. I don't think I need as much sleep. Maybe this is, maybe trash brain is really what all my problems and all the solutions I have revolve around. Maybe because I do still have trash brain, I don't need to sleep as much as your average person. That's an interesting theory. I wonder if they've done any medical studies on trash brain. Anyway. Um, in college, I also played Borderlands 2 with a friend. And yes, Borderlands 2, you can play with four people, but me and my friend would trade. Andy and I would trade. He was one of my roommates back and forth and play Borderlands 2, and that was super fun. And then I started getting into Overwatch, unfortunately, and Age of Empires, not unfortunately. And I don't know if this is because I am slowly becoming older and my tastes are changing, but recently I'm getting to the point where the games that I want to play are I want them to be complicated. Now, there are really complicated games out there that I haven't touched. But I think what this whole podcast episode is sort of leaning to is when I play games now, I want to feel like what I'm doing has a lot more importance to it which is so stupid because I'm literally playing a video game that's fake people running around on a fake screen and it's all not real. But I want to feel like what I'm doing is worth my time. Maybe that's a better way to put it which again is really stupid because it's just a video game and it seems like and this is just my opinion that the games that have the most in-depth mechanics and rules and, I don't know, options maybe, those are the ones where I think I enjoy them the most because I feel like I'm actually thinking when I play these games. Because there are a lot of games out there where you just play them and that's it. Like, Titanfall 2, great game, super fun storyline, never played the multiplayer, but it's not super complicated. You just shoot guys and run around on walls. I mean, those games are fun. Uncharted, love Uncharted. You know, the stories are great, but there's not really much mechanically that's exciting or that's interesting. I mean, the gunplay is good. It's solid. You know, they do a lot of... I just watched a video talking about Naughty Dog, and he was saying how... um, they are really good at sort of combining all of the solid components to make a good game. But when it comes down to it, and this is just my opinion, I don't think that the the core components of the game are that complicated. And after a while, they get kind of boring. And so recently, I've been sort of gravitating towards more complex games like CRPGs, like Pillars of Eternity, which is sort of based on the old Baldur's Gate games, which I still haven't played, but I need to. Um... A friend of mine gave me Planescape Torment which came out in 1999 and some people say that it's more like a book because of all the reading that you have to do and I'm, I'm gravitating toward these games that are more based around sort of Dungeons and Dragons rule sets and, and there's a lot more complexity when it goes into building your characters and I can't really figure out why I feel that way now that I'm a little bit older. There are certain games out there that I really enjoy like Dark Souls or Monster Hunter, which all of those games sort of revolve around the player's skill set. Um obviously there's choice in what weapons to use and you know, you know, if you want to make it harder for yourself or not, but it's the skill that you gain by playing that's fun. But then there are other games where it's not it's not really about the skill or your mechanical ability, but it's about the complexity of the game and how you, well you think about the game in order to you know, complete the various challenges. There's sort of this culture in PC gaming or just in gaming in general of like the backlog. It's like how many games do you have in your backlog? And honestly, I think my backlog is pretty small. I think I've done a pretty good job of keeping it down and I'm trying to get through some of these games. Um, but of course, there's always another sale on the horizon to give you another uh, game that you're not going to play for another five years. But I feel like at some point, I'm not going to have as much time. I know I'm not going to have as much time when I'm in residency. I know that this area, this this year of my life is going to be unique um, because i don't have nearly as much responsibility I don't have any tests right now my real my job is to get into residency by completing my application and completing my sub uh, internships and things like that um, but there's not a lot of preparation that i mean i've pretty much finished most of it at this point in time like while i'm sitting here recording this i've pretty much finished most of that and i'm just sort of preparing for you know interview season so i do have time to play games that, have a lot more complexity to them and i don't have any kids right now so when i have kids i definitely won't be able to spend six hours on a saturday morning playing through planescape torment which is a 50 hour long game but i would like to get to the point where if i'm playing a game this is the only game i'm playing because i don't have anything else to play and because this is the type of game that I have decided to stick to and I have decided to play because there are countless games out there that have so much complexity to them that you could never stop playing them like Age of Empires for instance that is a fantastic game that is just Age of Empires 2 that's what I'm specifically talking about the other ones are good too but this is the one I have the most experience with so there's so much depth to this that in theory you could play this game forever and not have to play another game now the reason why I don't play Age of Empires all the time is because it is very difficult especially when you're playing against other people and it can get you know you really have to be playing it a lot to stay good so if you stop or take a break and you come back into it there's a pretty big learning curve to get back in and like since I've stopped playing and then came back they're already added four new civilizations which really changes a ton. The gaming industry in general is is terrible. It's going down the tubes. Indie games are kind of saving it. But the reason why gaming is going so bad is because it's becoming mainstream. And no, I'm not becoming a hipster. But when it appeals to the lowest common denominator, that's generally how you make the most money. And appealing to the lowest common denominator is appealing to the ooga booga brains of the world. And those generally are not fun games. They're not complicated. They're not complex. I mean, sometimes you have games like that, and this is very broad sweeping statements. But at this point in time, there are enough games that have already been made and already been put out on the five or six consoles that I have that I could never buy a new game ever again and still have plenty to play for the rest of my life. And I think that that's a good way to think about it. And I think that's how I should be thinking about it because really you can't play every game. You can't, you can't read every book. You can't, well, you might be able to watch every movie, but you can't read every book. You can't play every game. And so why do I spend or why should I spend my time playing a game that's like eh, or that I don't like, I should be focusing on playing the games that I really, really want to because eventually the time that I have is going to disappear. So I should be spending the most, you know, the most free time I have playing and doing things that I want. And I feel like in today's society, we just have the tendency to consume regardless of the quality of the product. And I am speaking from, this is from me myself. I'm not speaking for everyone, but I know that myself, I consume too much media when there's really no need to. I could be doing much better things with my time. And, you know, I don't have Facebook or Instagram, but there are other things that take up my time where I could... Why don't I... I've talked about this before, too. Why don't I just toss that all away and go play a really good video game that is, you know, makes you think about something or it really challenges your garbage-fire trash brain, you know? Do something that you actually want to do it's like now there's so much media to consume that we don't even stop to think about whether or not this media that we're consuming is any good whereas there is good media out there you just got to go find it and you got to go take the time and the effort to learn these things or to read these things or to watch these things. I'm just going to end this episode now. There's a lot I could talk about. I probably should go through this episode and pick out each individual game and talk about them separately. I've definitely talked about Animal Crossing before. I don't think I've talked about Metroid Fusion before, but I've done a lot less solo episodes and I've had some people say that they like the episodes where I do them with other people better which i agree because there's more banter and it's not just my like mindless raving into a microphone in my apartment by myself when natalie's at work and i have nothing to do but you know someone might like that i should do one on nephrology because i was on nephrology for the last two weeks and uh you know hypertension's interesting and the kidneys are interesting if anyone has gotten this far into the podcast if you have any questions You can email me at MaximumPodcast at gmail.com. I got my first email a couple weeks ago from a friend who suggested an episode that I am planning, and uh, we will talk about that a little bit more in the future. I have the episode three, Revenge of the Sith, coming up on the horizon. Uh, Knox and Abe are going to again join me for that discussion, and I have plans to Then this is tentative plans and if you're at the 35-minute mark of my podcast, I assume that no one's listening at this point, but there are tentative plans for me to start a Lord of the Rings read-through podcast with uh, my brother-in-law, Brad, and then my other brother-in-law, Tanner. I guess I could ask my other brother-in-law, Matthew, but I don't don't know if Matthew would be interested because he's like a sports ball guy. Matthew, text me if you get to this far in the episode. Otherwise thanks for listening. If you have any questions, you can email me. And if you like the show and you listen to it on iTunes, think about leaving me a review.